podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. Welcome to the Musician's Venture podcast. This is the second episode that we feature an interview with a, a real live musician here in the studio. And today I would like to, to welcome Alicia Dominguez. So thank you for being here at the studio, Alicia. Yes, thanks for having me and thanks for saying my name right. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Do people often mispronounce it? Oh my gosh, all the time. How is it said? It, it's, it's Alicia Dominguez, but people, I've gotten like Alicia Dominguez and <laughs> all these goofy ones. Oh, no. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> and you are a singer-songwriter, born originally in Waukesha, uh, now living in Oconomowoc. That's, that's correct? Yep. Yeah. Great. So I would lo- I first love to find out, you know, your story and how you came to, to be a musician in this area. Yeah. So um, I was about 15 years old. And my uh, grandmother, she had already been playing for forever. She played guitar and she sang. And as long as I can remember any family gathering we'd have, she would be playing guitar and singing and just everyone would gather around and just listen to her. And I always loved that. And then when I was 15, at that time, Taylor Swift was starting to get really Ah. big. And I was obsessed with her music. And then I already, you know, I already had that love of music from my grandma. and. Uh, I eventually picked up the guitar and then she taught me how to play. Um, and then she just kind of coached me a little bit with singing and playing guitar. And then from there I did my first talent show at my high school Mm -hmm. and it just like escalated from there. And I've just, uh, been doing it for 10 years now and just loving every second of it. That's great. And do you consider yourself a full-time musician? Yeah, I do this full-time. So. Oh, wow. So did you do that straight after high school then? Yep. I, so <laughs> it's funny because my, um, my mom had talked to me, you know, about what I was going to do after school. And right around the last two years of high school, I was just obsessed with music. And I just wanted to play out all the time. And my parents could tell that I was serious about it so uh we talked and I ended up pursuing music right after and just doing the whole independent artist thing mm-hmm. and yeah so wow and where were you playing out as a as a high schooler so my mom would book these shows for me so, oh, so I'd go to um like art crawls uh really small things like that sure and after a while I and it's because I couldn't get into bars sure. know, or or anything kind of sure. like that. So um after a while when I turned 17 my mom kind of told me she's like, "All right, if you really want to do this, you have to do the booking thing yourself because you need to learn how to do that." So I remember I had made a little Excel sheet of all these places I wanted to play and did my research trying to find the contact information for them. And then at like 17, I remember I I had it all laid out in front of me on a table and I had my phone and I dialed the first number and my hand was like shaking and I was like, oh, hello. (laughs) It's like, can I play? (laughs) 
<laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. And obviously, they, a lot of them didn't hire me, but I did eventually get the hang of it. And uh, I do my own booking now, too. So That's great. So, so your mom really taught you the, the booking art. Uh, for in a sense uh so she was kind of your manager at first yeah um how did she uh get into that role how did, did just out of necessity um or was she did she have a musical background herself no she didn't she you know something about my mom is she's just so great with people and people love her and I think just when she realized that I wanted to play she just talked to people and was like hey my daughter sings and she'd love to play here if you have a spot open so she just kind of helped me out and um, didn't have any background in it, but she just, yeah, just wanted to help me so out. She went, yeah, that's great. And I should mention um, the Musicians Venture podcast is a, a project of the Wisconsin Music Venture. So these places that we're talking about, Waukesha and Oconomowoc, where Alicia is from, uh, are in Wisconsin. Um, the first guest that we had is originally from Gary, Indiana, and then it was kind of a transplant, but Alicia is actually originally from Wisconsin and yes. is still playing and, and gigging here. So that's really great to hear that, that you're born here and that you're sticking around and, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. making a name for yourself here. And, and the music that you play now, it's, it's all original music. Is that correct? Yeah. So when I do shows, I actually do a mix. I do covers and originals. And I've actually been having so much fun at my shows. Like the last couple of years, I've really started to uh, open open the um, catalog of my music with a little bit of country and a little bit of Spanish, adding that mm -hmm. in. I've always done country, mm -hmm. but just adding a little mix to it. Um, and it's really cool to see the reactions of how people love the, um, the Latin music. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how that was because I had built up a country-based, you know, uh, listening. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, following. Following. Or, yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know how they would respond to Hispanic mm -hmm. music. But it's just something that I've always loved playing. And I started infusing in my shows and people loved it. And then, you know, that's what I've done with my originals. I've done kind of the same thing a lot country but also some with more of the spanish twist to it and it's been really fun playing yeah, that out it's gorgeous music i was Thanks. listening to it just before this yeah it's, it's really well done and is a country inspired was that inspired by taylor swift or what how did you decide that you were going to be a country sort of focused artist yeah i think it was mainly taylor <laughs> swift i remember the first shows that i played it was like all taylor swift songs. <laughs> yeah nothing wrong with that she, she has a following herself so. yeah she's i i just admire her songwriting a lot and um and i also my sisters my older sisters i have twin sisters they listen to country all the time and i remember there was a song we were driving in the car and there was a song called almost home and it's by craig morgan and that was like the first country song that really hit me um, in a way no other songs have just because of its story. And it just really pulled me in. And I was like, wow, like I just love how country music tells that story so well and just makes you feel all the feels mm -hmm. <laughs> when you listen to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And, and now you're starting to inflect some of the, the Latin music into your, um, into your presentations, into your live shows. And can you tell me more about your own background? Um, like, you are Latin yourself, <laughs> Latina. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love. So, I'm very family based. Mm -hmm. I love my family, and we 
whenever we get together, we're like the stereotypical um, Mexican family. Mm -hmm. Like we're loud and we're, everyone's so fun. And we've always, like when I was younger, they always had the Mexican Tejano music playing. Ah. And it's just something I grew up with. And it was so much fun. And like, I wish you guys could just like, if I, if I could show you like a video of one time of us all hanging out, it's the best time. And um, they've really, they've just really been there for me and influenced me with that music. And um, especially, like I said, my grandmother, she really, yeah. really, uh, really was a big inspiration for me. What did they think about you doing the country music? They, you know, they didn't really listen to country music, right. my parents, but once I started playing it, they started to really enjoy it. And now my, that's all we listen to now. Yeah. It's just the country music yeah, that's station. funny. <laughs> that's great. Hey, why not? It yeah. does tell a great story. And I, I've always really personally appreciated country music for that. Yeah. The songwriting is, is really, really well done. They focus on it very well. For sure. Um, and you started talking about this a little bit um, earlier. One of the reasons I was really intrigued about talking with you, um, I haven't had a chance to work with you yet in any of our live shows mm -hmm. um, through Wisconsin Music Ventures, but um, I've been wanting to talk with you because my friend Paris Ortiz recommended you, yes. and, um, and you were just telling me before this um, about your connection with him, and uh, you actually haven't met him, but when he reached out to talk with you, uh, you, you mentioned that he has daughters, and you like, immediately sent some of your recordings to him for his daughters to listen to and yeah. you just I think you're just really good with connecting with people and and making sure that um your music gets out to you just um you're responsive and that's <laughs> um that's a very important quality that a lot of musicians need to have maybe not everyone does uh, and I, you know that I think that's initially why I was like oh I gotta talk with her like she's she's doing something really right here um, and if he's feeling a very, uh, very valuable connection because of what you're doing, not, you know, beyond just the music, beyond just the art, there's something more here. So I, I'd love to learn more about what you know about the business and how you, um, handle yourself as a businesswoman in, in the music industry currently. Sure. So, um, I guess I would start with when, when I started performing my, okay, so I have my, my dad and he actually is a very like entrepreneur mind. Um, he really coached me with how I should be with people and, um, you know, professionally trying to figure out the best ways of, you know, example, like responding to emails or like when someone reacts a certain way to um, working with them, all kinds of different things like that. And he was really just good at coaching me and of course, I've definitely had my my stumbling along the way with, um, you know, learning lessons with working with different people. But um, he just really, like, I, I think I owe it all to him mm -hmm. because, you know, he owns some businesses as well. And one thing that's interesting about my dad is he, everybody loves him, he's, but he's very introverted. Mm -hmm. He likes to keep to himself. And, um, but when you, when he owned his businesses, like he had this person that like he could turn it on and he was just so charismatic and so funny and so cool. And he just really taught me in order to be successful, it's just all about treating people the right way. And, you know, even when I, uh, 
you know, go see other musicians or I've been really lucky to be able to open for some Nashville artists and just to watch the way that they are with people. It's, it's so cool. And I can feel that, like you can feel when someone's genuine and I really do my best to, uh, take, take after that or, you know, have that Mm -hmm. persona be just because like, I really am appreciative of anybody that comes out to a show. You know, I've had shows where I play and, you know, sometimes there's only like five people in the place, but they're there and you have to give them your all. And it's just all about connecting with people. So if, if these people are, are cool and supportive of me, I want to do the best that I can to um, give back to them and, you know, just really connect with them. Yeah, that's great. That's very well said. Um, so what do you, so you've played, you've opened for some Nashville artists. Have you, have you played in places besides Wisconsin? Yes. So I have dabbled a little bit into Illinois and then I've also played uh, a few shows in Nashville. I was actually supposed to play there, uh, earlier this year and then the world went crazy. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I'm hoping that once everything kind of gets back to normal, I can head back down there because I was going down there once a month. Um, just making connections with people and writing with some really talented artists. And uh, I, I, I was just kind of getting into the groove of traveling down there. And right. uh, I really hope that everything gets yeah. back to normal so I can get what back. Is, yeah. Are you aware of what the scene is like currently? Um, right now it's, it's November 2020. So when it, whoever is listening, whenever, that is the time that we are interviewing right now. But uh, what is it like down there right now? So I, so when I go down there, I stay with family. I have cousins that live down there and I keep in touch with them. And basically it's like things are starting to open a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's still, still not the same. There's not, uh, the live music venues aren't all the way open. You know, the capacity isn't as full as it would be. So, you know, I just had talked to a friend who went down there and I was like, how's, how's it going? Like, how's your trip? And she told me, well, you know, I went to some of the restaurants and she said it's dead. And they have like these um, glass shield protectors sure. for like when you're, when you're eating. So she's like, it's not, it's not Nashville right now. Right. Right. So strange. And, yeah. and the music, is the music happening? I think a little bit. Um, I, obviously, not every place is booming. But, you know, like the listening room, that's one of my favorite venues. Uh, to go to and they are having shows but just not to the full capacity Mm -hmm. interesting and so how would you compare um the wisconsin music scene uh live music scene to those others that you've played in in illinois and nashville you you know even though it's been cut short a little bit right now uh, how would you compare those different um those different areas so i guess i would say Wisconsin, I mean, obviously I love it here. And I think that the music scene here is super supportive. Everybody knows everybody. And I think mm-hmm. that's how it is in all the music sure, sure. communities. And uh, I, one thing that really sticks out to me about the difference between Wisconsin and Nashville, Wisconsin, you're ver- like the bars around here will pay to have uh, their talent. So you can make a, a living here, mm-hmm. a pretty decent living. Now in Nashville, I haven't 
gigged a whole lot down there, and it's, you know, I, I can't say for sure because I'm not living there either. But what I've noticed is that the pay isn't as great. I bet you when you get to a certain level, obviously, sure. it would um, increase. But I know, example, a lot of the working musicians on Broadway, they all play for tips. Uh, mm. And you can obviously have really great nights, and sometimes they're probably not as mm-hmm. not as great of a, a night. But, um, you know, there's, it, it, I think it just a little varies, varies a lot more down there with, with pay and mm. being able to make a living. That's why a lot of people down there have a, a, a regular job, you know, right. doing uh, something else. Very interesting. Um, no, very, very good observation. Um, and what are some of the biggest challenges that you've noticed in the industry uh, since you've been in it? Uh, what are some of the, the, the toughest things that you've had to go through? Sure. So I have <laughs> a few things, quite a few things that have been some <laughs> challenges for me. Uh, I would say... Probably when I first started uh, taking over the business side of my music, mm-hmm. I really had to navigate working with different personalities. Uh, you know, there's just, there's been times where I didn't know how to handle a situation. And obviously there's quite a few I can count that <laughs> I didn't handle right, but they were all, they were all stepping stones and, um, just learning how to deal with different people, you know. And the the other thing I would say that still is kind of a big challenge for me is during this time of, like, social media. And, you know, a lot of people are putting out so much content on, like, Instagram, Facebook, and all that kind of, um, all those pages. And I think it's really easy to get swept up in comparing yourself. And I think that's been... A challenge like I've I've definitely gotten so much better uh, at not doing that but you know when I was just starting like that's all I would do I would just look up you know and I would love the person's music or or and it didn't even have to be anybody with music you know it just could have been somebody else but um, you just get in this really ugly cycle of comparing yourself and it's right. it's a it's a horrible, horrible thing to get into. So like even now, I post a lot on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't normally scroll through the pages. And it's such a tough thing because like there, I want, I am, I am happy for other artists and what they're doing. But, you know, sometimes it's just such a um, hard game. Right. And you end up, you know, wishing you were there or something like that, you know, the ugly jealousy. And, yeah. And, and I think that's a challenge that a lot of people might be facing today just because of, you see everybody's highlights on, of their lives. And, you know, there's so many, like, even I do that myself. I'm guilty of that. I post me smiling all the time, right? you know, posting happy things, but, you know, they don't see that day that you're completely broken right. from something that happened that day. And you're just like, crying your eyes out or whatever we, nobody posts that you, right. nobody sees the struggle you always just put the good things up on social yeah. media right? so I would say that's the biggest biggest challenge yeah. but uh it's, it's always a work in progress I think yeah yeah and how are you getting through this time during COVID um you know I'm making it through <laughs> <laughs> it was really tough at first uh as a musician 
I think it's hard to slow down. You're always trying to hustle and trying to get that next opportunity. And I think as a musician, you're just like, you're trying to get there as fast as you can to whatever your goal is. You know, it, it's just, uh, it's hard to slow down, but, uh, I, I've, enjoyed spending time with my family and I've been lucky enough where I have been able to perform um I was probably three or four months after everything kind of really shut down I started to get back into performing on the weekend so and have somewhat of a normal Mm -hmm. um routine now (laughs) are you doing some live streaming during this time I was I'm not so much now uh but I definitely was during that whole time I wanted to give some everybody like something positive to look forward to because sure. I don't know if you ever when you do go on Facebook and stuff it's just weird there's for some reason people like to post such negative things so I was like let's just lighten the mood a little <laughs> play some music and <laughs> you know still try to connect with everybody that I'm used to seeing out at shows well, yeah good plan good yeah. plan. I like the positive energy that you're bringing here <laughs> for sure um, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned along the way from, you know, from the business end of things as a musician? Um, hmm. I would say the greatest lesson that I learned is probably to stick up for yourself when it's needed. Uh, I think when I was starting out, I was 15, well, I was 15 and then, you know, I was still pretty young. and I had to learn these these different personalities. Like an example is just if someone, you know, wants to mentor you, but they kind of take advantage of you and it just kind of turns into a bad relationship. And I'm, I was such a naive girl when I was younger and, you know, just learning like, okay, this is not the way I'm supposed to be treated. I need... I, you know, and I would listen to this person because I was thinking, oh, they know they are, they're older than me. They've done this for a long time. They know better. And I would just follow along. But eventually towards the end, when, when I wasn't being treated right at all, I just learned how to stand up for myself. And I've carried that with me through everything. And, uh, it's really interesting because when when people are given advice as a musician, you hear it all the time in interviews with the bigger artists. They always say you have to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. And I always heard that. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I've got thick skin, whatever. <laughs> but I think once you go through these certain experiences in your music career, it's just, it's just something that has to be developed. I always say like when I'm playing guitar, when you first start playing, you have really delicate fingers, right. but once you start really putting the work in, you get these really big calluses on your hand and you get that hard, thick skin. And um, that's just something that I've had to learn through experience working with different people. And yeah, so that would probably my, be my biggest lesson is sticking up for myself. Yeah, yeah. That kind of ties into maybe uh, one of my other questions is, um, have you found it... Um, I mean, as a female, as, as a Mexican in the industry, are there any like setbacks or things that maybe even actually helped you, um, you know, being, you know, of, of, you know, that gender of that. Yeah. So it's always, it's interesting. I had a, um, 
I went out to breakfast with one of my guy friends and we were talking because he's a musician mm-hmm. as well. And I kind of, I think we were just both having a bad day. And I was just telling him like all these things like, oh, being a girl is so hard in the music world or whatever. And he was like, what are you talking about? Being a guy is so hard in the music world. And I'm like, that's when I realized I'm like, I don't, I think we just both genders, whatever ethnicity you are, anything, we all have our own struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe different struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Different struggles for sure. But, um, you know, it's hard. I, I don't, honestly, I don't think that I've had that many setbacks with uh, my um, ethnicity or gender. Uh, maybe, maybe I haven't just, mm-hmm. I just haven't realized it or anything, Yeah. but, and there's definitely struggles. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've, I've had a, a few things, um, a handful of things happen to me that, you know, being a female, cause in, in the music industry, it is pretty male dominated. So you get some of those people that want to work with you for the wrong reasons. Um, but I think it's just up to you to be the smart one and and learn how to to stay away from those people as you said stand up for yourself yeah because there's definitely obviously there's good people and good um males that you're going to work with and everything so that would probably just be one little thing with with i've noticed with being a female and then also uh i think that my ethnicity has really helped me actually Mm -hmm. um in the country music world, it's um, a lot of the whole, the whole music scene is very um, one, one ethnicity, I yes. <laughs> and uh, I think they're just starting to open their doors in the mainstream country music. You know, they're, they're having uh, a, quite a few African-American artists now, and I've noticed a lot of, um, in, in Nashville, a lot of artists that are Hispanic have been kind of, you know, opening up the door a little bit Good. as well. So, and it's, I think it's cool. I've always been proud of my heritage and I've, yeah. um, I've, that's why I feel so strong about incorporating it in my music just because it's part of who I am. And if that said, you know, makes me stand out a little bit, I think that's really a great thing. Yeah, that's great. Good answer. And, um, no, I'm really glad for you and I'm glad that country music is, is so receptive to that right now. I, you know, I feel like maybe 30 years ago, if we were having the same conversation, things might've been a little bit different. Right. Know. Have you ever thought about that as, as a musician in the genre that you're in right now? Oh yeah, definitely. I think about like the stories from my grandmother, uh, you know, and from a family member, I had a um, family member who was so in love with dancing. She wanted to be a dancer and she was kind of back in that time. And she, was misguided by a professional dancer who kind of made uh, advances towards her and said that was the only way you would make it in the dancing world. And unfortunately, at that time, she didn't know any better. And she was like, well, I don't want to do that then if this is what it is. And I'm like, gosh, I'm, I felt so bad that mm-hmm. that happened to her. But I, and I, I feel lucky that we know better now, you know, right. that we, and, and I have such a, a supportive family too. So that really helps. Uh, they, they really look out for me as well. But, um, but yeah, it's just really sad to think about that. Maybe some people mm-hmm. didn't follow their dreams because of, mm-hmm. you know, situations like that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, 
What advice would you give to those coming up in the industry right now? I guess you're kind of one of those, but, you're, but you've actually made <laughs> it pretty far really, really quickly. Um, so what would you say to someone starting out like to your 15-year-old self? Yeah. Uh, you right know, now? I'm, it's interesting that you asked that question because I was thinking that to myself. I actually was working on a song and kind of had that idea. And like if I could go back and tell, you know, talk to my 15-year-old self, I would just say like, you know, hang on because there's going to be so many bumps in the road. But if you really love music and um, if you really want this dream of yours, like you just have to, you know, continue. You don't give up. Have that discipline. That's one thing um, that I really wish I would have told myself is to really discipline your discipline yourself in your in your music. I've definitely put in the work of practicing and all that, but you know, at some point you always think like, oh, I probably could have done more. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and I was just thinking about a, a younger artist that I know. Her name is Sadie Joe. And she's in Oconomowoc, and she's, oh gosh, I don't know how old she is. She might be like 12 years old now. And she's just starting. And, you know, I'm not sure what she wants to do with her music career, but I kind of just gave her tips, too, with even songwriting. I was like, I wish I would have started writing when I was young. I didn't start writing till I was 22 or 23, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit older. and. I told her, I was like, because she has a few originals. And I said, if you really want to do songwriting, you have to do it every day. Like, even on the times that you don't feel like it or you want to, you know, as a young kid, if you want to go play outside or whatever, it's like, just sit down for 30 minutes at least and just put in the work and it's totally going to pay off. So that would just be my advice is just Mm -hmm. to really discipline yourself still have a life but (laughs) but still you know when you want to want something um you want to reach your goal you really have to put in that work great advice it is discipline um any genre you have to have to put in the work for sure Uh, and those who do will get far quickly for sure yeah good advice um do you have a favorite uh venue that you've performed at so I have, I'm trying to think of, oh, you know what? Okay. I have a, a couple of favorite venues. I loved performing at, it was called the Fire, Fire Pit Stage in Potawatomi. Oh, in, in Milwaukee? Milwaukee? Yes. Okay. I was asked to open a few times for the, some Nashville artists, and that was the coolest experience. I, I think any show that, that has, people come and sit and listen is the coolest. I, I definitely love the bar scene, like playing that. It's fun because people get crazy and it's rowdy. But there's just something about one of those shows where people just are there to listen and hear what you have to say, especially when you're playing originals. I think it's, it's the coolest feeling. And, you know, to see the reactions is really cool too. And so this place was called, yeah, the Fire Fire Pit Stage. And I loved it because I got to have that experience of people um, just hanging out and listening to my music. And then afterwards, I got to watch the Nashville artists perform. And my biggest thing is I just love to learn. 
like I'm constantly learning all the time and I know it'll never stop. But I love to watch these Nashville artists who are a lot more seasoned than, than I am and just picking their brain, you know, being able to talk to them for a little bit before and after the show. And uh, that, that was my favorite, I think, be, just because I got to see really, really talented people mm. perform. And, and I got to, I was lucky enough to take little snippets yeah. um, from their performances and, and apply it to my, to my shows. That's great. And what is the best way that you can think of to learn, to constantly be learning as a musician? Is it by going to shows or is there technology or resources that you like to, to um, have available to yourself? Yeah, I think that, I think it would be both. I, I, there's something about a live show that you just can't capture <laughs> on YouTube or a radio. Right. So you just really feel that energy. And one of the artists that I really learned from was a guy named Justin Adams. And I, oh, you, and I should say, like, when you're trying to learn from other people, it, you should be watching people who are better than you. And that's a big thing that I've learned. So when I talk about this Justin Adams, like, he's been playing in a long, long time. And um, he lives in Nashville. And, uh, you know, I follow him on Instagram and YouTube and on all, all that kind of thing. But he was one of my favorites to watch, just his energy with people. He was so funny, too. I was like, dang, I wish I had that talent. I'm not that funny on stage. <laughs> but when people have that, it's so cool to watch them. And uh, he's just an amazing singer. And just he just kept not only me, but the whole audience just, you know, all eyes on him. And he just knew how to work the crowd. So I really, I really think that going to shows, even even someone as big as like uh, Camila Cabello or um, who, who else? Am I Miranda Lambert or, you know, just mm -hmm. all these big artists go to their shows because obviously they're the pros mm -hmm. and whatever you can learn from them, you know, you just keep keep your eyes open, your ears open. You know, you got to soak it all in. And I, I do watch videos online as well. And um, but I think live shows is where you would get the best mm -hmm. learning experience. Definitely. A little tougher to do these days, but, yes. <laughs> but we will do what we can for sure. And, right. And if nothing else, we can learn the technology that other people are using right now. Right. For different live stream technologies True. and things. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can. Mm -hmm. um, and then I asked you to pick a song to um, send us to, um, to, to include as a part of this podcast. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about the song? Okay, so the song is called Otra Vez, and I this is my latest single that I've put out. I have a lot of music I want to put out <laughs> soon, but with the world right now, right. it's all on hold. But this song is my latest one, and it was really fun. I got to work with Martha and my friend Kevin Kirk, and we wrote this song. This was our first time getting together and writing. Um, it was the first time we wrote together. So... It was really fun, and Marta, she speaks Spanish fluently, so she has a lot of the um, Spanish vibes with her writing. So it was just really cool to work with her on this song, and then Kevin has also been a really good friend of mine. And it was just a fun song. I, I kind of just was sitting at my cousin's house in Nashville, and I just was started playing around with these these chords and I was just coming up with melodies trying to have something uh strong to bring to them 
and I just, for some reason, otra vez kept popping in my head. And then when we got together, it just came out so effortlessly. And we made a few tweaks here and there afterwards. But after that, we recorded it. I got to do a music video with it as well, which was really fun. I got to work with my cousin on that. He filmed and directed the whole thing. And it was, it's just like, I don't know, it's just this whole, the song makes me smile. So I just love it. And I hope that everyone else who hears it loves it as much. Great. Looking forward to it. And um, how can people find you? Um, how, where can we find you online? So I have a website. It's aliciamusic.com, A-L-Y-S-S-I-A. <laughs> and uh, I have my full schedule on there, a bunch of pictures, videos, all that kind of stuff. And then I do have a Facebook and Instagram. You can find me. It's Alicia Dominguez. And that's, that's pretty much the two pages that I really use. And, but it's really mm-hmm. great to keep up with me with the new stuff that I'm working on. And, yeah, I love, love connecting with people on there as well. Oh. Sounds great. Is there any, any last words, any parting words that you have, any advice or anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about? Um, you know, I just want to say, well, I want to say to you, thanks again for mm-hmm. having me. But um, definitely to anybody listening, I hope that you guys are doing well during this crazy time. I know it's really, really tough on a lot of people, but I'm hoping, you know, we, we just got to keep that hope. And I hope that it, it definitely gets better soon. And we just got to stick together um, as much as we can right now. So. Yeah, well said. Thank you so much, Alicia. And it's great to have you here. And I look forward to learning more about what you do and, and watching your career progress even more. So thanks Thank again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good rest of your day. And, and thanks for listening, everyone else. Bye-bye. This podcast is a Wisconsin Music Ventures production. And Wisconsin Music Ventures has patrons that support us. And that is a big reason of why we are here. And the featured patrons for this podcast today are Stu and Sue Roslett of Bemidji, Minnesota, although they are Minnesotans, uh, they are from Wisconsin for, uh, originally, so we are very grateful for them for all that they do uh, to continue to support Wisconsin Music Ventures. Thanks so much. I got you figured out You wanna take me where they play the music loud You got me glowing need the string lights Spinning me around like it's Havana night Something about the way you brush the hair from my face Something about the way you say my name Can we get a repeat? I wanna redo This never feels like complete
ya no quiere parar, no quiere parar La noche ya temerarita, más no significa que no habrá otra Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.